You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> Welcome back to Beck You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And now it's time to go to the ice and talk about the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we'll get into a little consmite conversation as well. Uh, but... Last night, the Devils shut out the Rangers 4 to nothing in that Game 7, and so now the second round is set. We've got the Kraken against the Stars and Vegas against the Oilers, Panthers and Maple Leafs, and Hurricanes and Devils. So that's what we have here as far as a series are concerned. I like the Stars as a value play right now. Uh, as far as the others are concerned, it may be a little bit more game by game to me, or you know maybe uh, you know length of series, something like that. As far as bets that I'm thinking about, uh, but Aaron, as we look at the second round, one thing that intrigues me is this idea that Edmonton and Toronto are right now the two favorites to hoist the cup, and Canada has not gotten the cup in three decades, give or take. So. <laughs> Does that matter in the grand scheme of things? It will will the Oilers and the Maple Leafs find a way to screw this up, or is this something where uh, these two franchises, uh, you know, they got over their respective humps, and now it's time to take it seriously? I have more confidence in the Leafs. I know the narrative and the fear is there, but I think this team is fired up, and I also think Bobrovsky. He's played well, but I think you can also take advantage of him. Um, I think the Leafs can score. And when these two teams played in the regular season, Toronto won three out of four. Now, don't get too excited because three of them were just one goal games. Um, and there was one where the Leafs did win by two goals. So I like Leafs on the puck line, minus one and a half. Found it at plus money this morning. And uh, I think that I think it's a good it's a good look. I think the Leafs are going to be fired up. Mm. Do you believe? Do you believe? believe in love? <laughs> this is that's <laughs> exactly the remix we need for 2023. And the new <laughs> amazing need it. No, no, we don't. Chelsea Chelsea recorded a Jets remix. What was it? What were the lyrics? You know Believe in life and the Jets. Ed, Ed, you know, Ed, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw you into the fire here. Do you believe in life in the Jets? <laughs> I can feel something inside me say. Turn it off. I don't think they'll win again. No. Do you believe in life in the Jets? Weekday morning here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> and she gets paid for this? That was her own Twitter. Really? Twitter doesn't pay her. 
I don't think they should have. I, I hope not. The music industry is oh big in Nashville, so. Uh, yeah, um, she's but not yeah, going to do it. I wonder if she takes requests because <laughs> you could do Do You Believe in Life in Toronto. I, I have a request. You just have to do Stop. it yourself. Yes. All right. Can we, can somebody, who wants to message her and ask her? Who wants to message Messinger? Maybe chat GPT can do the lyrics. She just needs to sing it. I think we should have Ian be our proxy and DM her. The two of them can do a duet. They hate each other. That's true. No? Yeah, so what, what better mm, way to come together like than with hockey karaoke? That's great. It's like Taylor Swift idea, and Kanye West. Exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. Literally no difference between the, the two pairs. Uh, Not at Ed, all. Ed, let me ask. You brought up the Leafs and the Oilers. I think this is really interesting, just the cup prices. It, mm -hmm. like, if you're looking for value... If you don't like the Panthers or the Kraken, it's like, what do you do? BetMGM has four teams as the third favorite. They're, everybody's six to one. Like, can you explain why it's Leafs, Oilers, neck and neck for the favorite to win the cup, and then just four teams all bunched together? Uh, how can I s explain? I mean, I think part of it is just this idea sense? that the Stanley Cup playoffs are volatile. I... I I mean, yeah. the Oilers make a lot of sense because of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So they should be the favorites to win the West. And if it is chalky, then I don't know how you could, you know, back anybody else other than the Oilers. Like, for anyone else to to make a run, like, say, the Stars, for instance, it's because Ottinger went crazy and, you know, didn't allow a puck at all. Uh, for, mm -hmm. the West, for the East, I mean, Toronto should be the favorite, right? Like, those forwards are, are fantastic, Austin Matthews and the like. Uh, anybody else, then something unusual has to happen. But the problem is it's hard to really pinpoint what those things are because, you know, a lot of these advanced metrics, I think, are relatively easy, even if you, far, if you look at, like, expected goals, expected goals allowed, things like that. No one was really standing out as sort of that, that third-place, fourth-place team with the possible exception of the Hurricanes. I do think that they may be in a good position as far as a value play yeah. is concerned. I know they're, they're sort of analytic darlings. That may be the one team that I look at as far as, like, say, a misprice. As far as everything else goes, I mean, you know, maybe you can make an argument for the Devils because they're really good at uh, limiting, say, slot passes. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I think it's, it's fairly obvious who the favorites are. It's just a matter of, is this the infrastructure where we're just not going to have chalk because hashtag hockey. I, I was definitely looking at the Canes tomorrow. Minus 120 against mm -hmm. the Devils. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I like that's, that. a, that's a pretty good spot there um, as far as tomorrow goes. Uh, does anybody have any, uh, any favorite series prices that stand out? Yeah, like I mentioned with the Stars, uh, I think that one makes, yeah. a, makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, I, I look at that uh, series and go, I, I think – the, the Stars are in a much, much better spot than, than the Kraken can be, uh, in part because of goaltending and in part because of Tyler Sagan. He's kind of turned back the clock a little bit in terms of being, uh, you know, the guy the Stars really needed him to be, say, like earlier in his run in Dallas. Uh, he's someone who's definitely stepped up his game. So that, to me, makes a, a good bit of sense as far as someone I really like in a series. So I do have an argument against that. 
group hour is getting dragged right and a lot of people are wondering why is he the highest paid player he does have playoff experience and talking about advanced metrics i was looking at um my buddy jeff baker who writes for the seattle times he was looking at some advanced metrics and said on tuesday um the advanced stat was he estimated that he saved 2.66 more goals than expected in that last game on Tuesday. So I think that maybe Grubauer is the type of player that could turn it on in the playoffs and he's not as bad as everybody thinks. The Kraken also are really good on the road. And obviously if you've looked at the sports books, you can get a lot of value on the Kraken right now. So I'm going to back the Kraken and hope that Grubauer just isn't as bad as everyone says he is and he can, you know, continue this. For the series? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is there one, Joe, that stands out to you? I have Carolina. Carolina's the one that that really jumped. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a slight dog, plus 110 uh, jersey. You're minus 130 favorite. But, uh, yeah, I I think Carolina is a a solid one. And, you know, the Edmonton one is pretty close. They're the second favorite for the Cub. But as far as the series, minus 150. I think that's interesting. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is because, I mean, Vegas kind of stumbled into the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they, they wound up winning the Pacific, but, I mean, there were injury concerns. I think they're net-minding concerns as well. Yeah, I mean, they made quick work of the, you know, in their first-round matchup, but, I, I mean, as far as, you know, what team is playing better right now, I mean, I don't know how you can say it, it is anybody other than Edmonton. I mean, that was a really tough series they had against the Kings uh, with a fantastic defense. Uh, but look at what the Oilers did on the power play. I mean, it was absurd. Mm-hmm. Maybe that sort of regresses a little bit in this next series. Uh, but with the way Leon Dreisaitl is playing right now, uh, I, I think the Oilers are playing about as good a hockey as anybody. So We, we talked about well, yeah. early on with, with the amount of scoring that we saw, and there was, there was a run of overs, right, and, and how that changes once we get into mm-hmm. – the next round as we keep on moving further along uh the cup favorite i mean that's how they win and you don't want to ding a team because you have a terrific offense either of the top two favorites but you just you do wonder are they going to continue to be able to win in that manner that that that's how i look at it that's why i'm looking at all these six to ones and trying to figure out which which one i i think can make a run here 
Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there as far as expecting fewer power plays, but there is power play efficiency that is probably that one sticking point where you have to be careful because, like, the Oilers, for instance, I believe they finished 9 of 15 uh, on power plays uh, against <laughs> the Kings. That's insane. I mean, first yeah. off, to, you know, and Edmonton knows this. Like, they want to get into the power play, so they're going to entice their opponent to to have penalties and things like that. And it was a lot of, you know, sort of undisciplined errors to where the Oilers, you know, didn't get as much as they wanted uh, in terms of having that man advantage. But when they did have it, I mean, they were absolute money because you could have McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice at the same time. And that's, I mean, that's really, really difficult to, to kill off. So... I look at this and say, okay, the opportunities may be fewer and far between for the rest of the playoffs, but that also is the same thing for the opponent as well. I do think that leaning under on some key matchups can be important, especially early in these uh, second round series where, say, Mm -hmm. offense is going to get a lot of attention. So, for instance, um, you know, like Edmonton Vegas, for instance, uh, you know, that game tomorrow night, total six and a half. That may be a good place for an under because they're not going to call as many penalties. Not tonight. Same total, Florida Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that you might be that, another one. That's now that's another one. Okay. Yeah, that might be another one where yeah, you're expecting Toronto to kind of come out, you know, firing in all cylinders, and you know, Florida, you know, certainly has a capable offense. Uh, but if there are just fewer power plays, then there are naturally going to be fewer opportunities. And so, uh, you know, those lower numbers like Kraken, Dallas, uh, five and a half, uh, it's juice to the under. That might be another spot, but, you know, five and a half still makes me uncomfortable in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally hear you there. Okay. Yeah. The, so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, we we wanted to hit on consummate. Do you want to do that now? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that now okay. because uh, what, I, what I did was I wanted to look at the history of Conn Smythe winners, and I think it's really important to keep in mind that the Conn Smythe is for playoff MVP, not like in the NBA where it's finals MVP. Yes. So the information we have in this first round, that matters a great deal. That's something that is actionable going forward. So you look at by position, centers win it the most often, and then it's goalies and then defensemen. And so not, not that you shouldn't look at defensemen this early, but chances are a center or a goalie is going to get a little bit more attention through the first round. One thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to go through the eight teams and pick out one or two mm-hmm. players from each team that is playing better than just about everybody else. And so it's an exercise in, okay, who's going to win the cup and – which player is off to the best start to where they're probably going to sustain that kind of success. And you want to look at regular season data too, because you want to know that this isn't just, okay, it was a really formidable matchup for say Austin Matthews, but it's going to be someone else for the Maple Leafs uh, winning the con Smythe. So uh, for Florida, Matthew Kachuk, you know, I think is an obvious play there for the stars. We talked about Jake Gottinger. Tyler Sagan is another one. Uh, You know, it could be either or. Uh, for the Kraken, you know, I do believe, Aaron, that Grubauer has been playing a lot better than, say, the reputation suggests. And if Seattle does make a run, then Grubauer is going to be a really feel, really good, feel-good story, I guess. Uh, for the Oilers, I think Leon Dreisaitl has been playing, you know, way better than anybody else uh, for the Oilers, much less the rest of the league. And so if the Oilers hoist the cup, I think it's going to be Dreisaitl 
uh, winning the Conn Smythe, despite the fact that Connor McDavid has been getting a lot more attention. Uh, Sebastian uh, Ajo for the Hurricanes, uh, Jack Hughes for the Devils, uh, maybe Mark Stone for Vegas or uh, Jack Eichel, one of those. Uh, but to me, if you can narrow it down to, say, one or two players through this first round and then pick who you think is going to win the Cup, then I think that process works. So, uh, yeah, anyone stand uh, out uh, to you guys? Yeah, I, I did want to follow up about about process, and, and you talked about the positions yeah. most likely likely to win it. So I just looked more recently. So my, I had a different takeaway. My takeaway was I looked at the last dozen years, and I was like, oh, this is interesting, and this is why it, it feels more wide open, and maybe there's a better chance of hitting the value play as opposed to NBA Finals MVP or you know, Super Bowl MVP, it's it's a very different award as you chronicled. But like, I look at the last dozen years, I'm like, it, it seems like it's spread even. It can literally be any position, three goaltenders, three defensemen, three centers, three wings, one. I mean, do you think that's incorrect? My takeaway there that it can be anybody? No, I'm with you. I think it just has to be a star though. Yeah, Aaron? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it just seems like it's totally wide open when you look at the odds and the past winners. It's like sometimes when we look at these awards, it's, we can narrow it down by the history of the position, and mm -hmm. this is harder to find an edge. Yeah, it really is. And having data to, like, you know, look at defensemen, for instance, that's a good bit tougher than, say, just looking at goals mm -hmm. or assists or something like that. So that also makes it challenging. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. It's coming right up.